This is CliffCentral.com. Because it's the end of Women's Month and because we're almost into Heritage Month and also because we're talking about issues of identity and about Africans. It's trending all over social media. I thought, you know what? That's the one. Jabukanyile Maloe, one of my favorite songs ever, particularly because it's got that line that says, It makes me, it drives me crazy. I'm Pumema Shekho. It's seven minutes past ten, and you're tuned into Womanda. So I had this whole show lined up today. It was going to be all about spring. It was going to be all about what you can do this coming Wednesday, this coming weekend, because up here in Josie, Spring, we've gone right past spring. We've skipped it right over and like summer has arrived in glorious fashion. We've had awesome, awesome weather. And of course, all the concerts in the parks and all the food trucks and all the the outdoors type of stuff is happening. And I came across something that's really exciting. And I thought this one I'm going to talk to just for five minutes before I get into the real topic for today. Because now the topic for today is going to be about hair. Because everybody's talking about hair. Jade. Hi, it's me. Good morning. So you, you get to have this chat because you go live tomorrow on the 1st of September in Hyde Park with Good and Proper Eating. Is it eating? Yes. Eatery. Well, it's, it's, it's like, actually, it's Benmore, Benmore Gardens Shopping Center in Stanton. I need you to, to speak up a little bit because even though we've got you on the landline, you're a little bit soft. So you're, you're starting like a food truck revolution. You know, we've got neighbor goods happening in Bramfontein. We've got uh, Maboning happening on Sundays. But you're going to be doing for the next, when is it? It starts tomorrow till November. You're doing? Yes. We, so, so, so we're launching tomorrow on Spring Day. And we are running a three-month pop-up, which will run through until the 25th of November. And um, we're opening South Africa's truck park, which is basically a collection of all the very best gourmet and artisan food trucks um, in one cool outdoor spot, which is at Benmore Gardens Shopping Center. And we're going to be open during the week, every Wednesday to Friday. Uh, so we're basically creating a new spot for, for lunchtime, for basically for anybody that works, lives and plays in Stanton to come and hang out um, and enjoy some great artisan food, sunshine, outdoors and music. And what kind of food can a person expect? Is it going to be like, because, you know, when you go to Maboning or when you go to neighborhoods, yes. there's like yes. the world out there. What kind of food trucks are yes. you bringing out? So, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna be mixing it up. We're gonna ha- be having a lot of different food trucks from time to time. Um, the food trucks that you can expect to find uh, tomorrow are uh, food trucks such as street cuisine, Balkan burger, Maison Belge, Zombie Chef, uh, the Bohemian, Roaming Grimes, uh, Josie Carbar. Um, but essentially, to explain it, it is all gourmet and artisan food, from gourmet burgers and pizzas um, to fresh salads. Uh, craft coffees, Belgian waffles and frites, um, Mexican food, just a, a real good spread of, of different offerings. Uh, I just want to put a disclaimer out there. I am on a diet and as you're like, <laughs> talking, I'm just... Well, luckily hmm. for you, we do have some healthy options. There'll be a there banting food be, truck. 
Yes. So not not a banting food truck in particular, but um, all uh, most of the food trucks have options that cater for banting as well. So you know, if you if you're not having carbs on a particular day, there will be options for you. We also have trucks that are specifically doing salads, um, uh, using um, a rye bread, healthy um, healthy ingredients for sandwiches and that sort of thing. So we're trying to make sure that, that we really just accommodate everyone. If you want to binge on a particular day, you can. If you want to be healthy on a particular day, you can. Fantastic. Why only three months? Why is this a pop-up? Are you moving well, somewhere else after that? Yes. Yeah, so, so, so this is our first one. This is, this is a good and proper food truck uh, eatery's first uh, pop-up. And we're piloting this. We, we have a really amazing partnership with Benmore Gardens, who has been wonderful and really instrumental in helping us get our first one going. And we thought it would be great to pilot it um, as a, a spring-summer pop-up and just see what the response is. But the intention is definitely to scale, in, uh, to, scale to other locations, not only in Joburg, but in South Africa, because, you know, there are no other food truck parks. And, you know... The, a food truck revolution going on at the moment. So we really want to create as many of these cool spaces uh, for the food truck vendors as we can. And this will be the first one that we'll be testing out as a pop-up. And we may have other pop-ups and we're looking at doing permanent locations as well. Ooh, I'm definitely going to stop by tomorrow. Um, Wonderful. I'm going to try a salad. I'm going to try and like like contain myself because every time that's why I don't go to that's why I don't go to neighborhoods because I'm definitely the kind of person that's a food as entertainment person yes. food makes me so happy cool well one thing I also <laughs> want to mention is we're doing lunch but we're also going to be piloting after work drinks as well so we've got our our, our, our bar vendor which is Josie Car Bar they've got a really cool um, uh, retro style combi that's been converted into a bar so for people that want to come for lunch during the day, please do. But we'll also be open into the evening for after work drinks and some snacks as well. Thank you so much, Jade. I will keep an eye on that. I'm going to come through. I'm not going to come through often, but I'll definitely come through <laughs> and check it out. Good luck tomorrow, madam. Wonderful. Thanks so much for having me on the show. And since um, I read an article, you know, one of the things that I've done for as long as I can remember, like since high school, what I want to do on the first of spring is like go to Ellis Park to the like yeah. swimming pool. And I read a thing about all the swimming pools that aren't going to be opening on the first of September. So instead of going out and taking a dunk, in a swimming pool I might just come out and have a drink okay we look forward to having you there thanks so much thanks my darling Keep okay well. you too bye. bye keeping it real on cliffcentral.com gosh that that just conversation just made me so hungry now <laughs> but I couldn't stop myself I totally couldn't stop myself every day since Sunday every day since Sunday Everything I've read on social media, every newspaper you pick up, it was on the front page of the star up here in Gauteng yesterday. And I was just like, this hair thing has got wild. <laughs> and I thought, this is either God talking to me. And if I don't listen, I will have done myself a huge, huge disservice. I met Lengi on Saturday. And it was crazy. She's salon owner. She is businesswoman she's a little crazy because i don't know what she's doing across the table from me right now <laughs> but she is also a hair loss specialist welcome Shengi hans giti hello everybody 
Thanks for coming on such short notice. Thank you. For but we couldn't let me. we we can't let a good crisis go to waste, right? Of course, of course. And I'm running a hashtag saying save our hairlines because even though everybody's talking about afros and kids and what they should be allowed to do, what they shouldn't be allowed to do. Mm-hmm. I thought the relevant conversation to have today is if you're a mom, if you're a girl, if you are, if you are a mother, if you are a white mother to a mixed race child and you never know what to do with her crazy hair, this is the show you should be listening to. Sengi, tell me, first of all, what the hell is a hair loss specialist? What do you actually do? Do you stop people from losing their hair or do you help them get their hair back when they have lost it? Well, let's start here. Yes, you do stop people from losing their hair because you advise them. You you, you tell them how to not, because, you know, we always say prevention is better than cure. (laughs) So when you're a hair loss specialist, um, you get your client or you get your people to take care of their hair before they lose it. But obvious, once they lose it, you know, if you get people who have lost their hair, then that's, you take it from there. A hair loss specialist is not necessarily a hairdresser. Because hairdressers, they deal with what is outside and hair loss specialists, they deal with what is going on inside. You know, so that's a hair loss specialist. Wow. Okay. So let's, let's talk about looking after our hair. Yeah. We're coming out of winter. No. Most people have either been wearing dukes or hats or something yes. or wigs. Yeah. So our hair is basically not taken care of over the past couple of months. So going into spring, going into summer, what are the top things that black girls out there should be doing to help their hair back into shape? Girl, should just let go of braiding a little bit. Let's have our own hair. Let's showcase our own hair. So, and also they should visit the salon a little bit more. I mean, it springs. So let it, let our hair have like some fresh air. So go for treatment at least once a month. Wash your hair. Not quite often though, because washing your hair every day can actually damage your hair because you're stripping off all the, the good things that is in your hair. So at least once a week. Wash your hair. If you are an Afro girl and you feel like you have to wash your, oh, you are a lady that goes to the gym, you feel like you have to wash your hair almost every day, then introduce the co-washing. Co-washing is when you wash with the, with the conditioner instead of a shampoo. So you can use a conditioner now and then to actually, um, wash your hair with it. So, but the most important thing is please let's take a break from braiding. It's summer. It's hot. Let's go to the salon, get the treatment. And let's wash our hair at least once a week, not after three months. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to break this conversation up into three parts. Mm-hmm. Because in my mind, or at least in my in my hair life, okay, there, there are three types of ways that I normally wear my hair, yeah. which I think most black girls normally wear their hair. Yeah. And one is plaits or braids mm-hmm. or cornrows. Right. Yes. And then you see the sisters petting their hair because it's itching so much. What causes that? Is it just a black girl thing when you've got braids, your hair is going to itch? Okay. The itchiness of the scalp is not the black thing only. Scalp is the scalp. Skin is the skin. I've just never seen white girls petting (laughs) their hair like that. They do. (laughs) They don't pet, they stretch. They scratch. So, but petting the hair, it's because your, your hair has been tracted. It has been 
pulled. So now there's pressure on the scalp. And obviously, our bodies are very intelligent. So they're going to have to have kind of mechanism to suit itself, to try and heal itself. Because of that pressure, the, sky, the scalp will then get itchy, you know. And it's because we've plaited the hair. And then, uh, obviously, you start developing a dendruff or sores because of, of the pullness of the hair. But it's not only because we are black. You know, almost everybody does have itchy scalp. So how what do you do when your scalp is super itchy, when it's building up that dandruff? First of and all, you've got those cornrows on. First of all, you need to communicate with your hairdresser. You know, you need to tell them when they're pulling their your hair. So most of the time, we ladies, we keep quiet when we're in the salon. They pull our hair and then we're like, oh, as long as I'm pretty, it's fine. <laughs> and then we go and take this spring or anadine yeah, because at night. Yeah, because No, but then, but there's a long-term damage, you know. And also when you're now always taking aspirin at night, you know, so that you can relieve the pain. It's not good for you. That's not pretty anymore. So you need to communicate with your hairdresser and you tell them, because no, you know, you kind of like pulling my hair. Secondly, please don't keep the braids for too long because now the scalp, it gets warm and then it becomes a, 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 an environment for bacteria. So it will get uh, itchy. It will develop a dandruff. And also we keep on adding product on top of product without washing our hair. And the product build up also is a cause of itchiness. So let's. What's too long? What is, don't keep the braids for too long? Because people are out here getting braids in the hope that I can keep this for two, three months Mm -mm. at a time. No. Uh, Braids, 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 braids. Three weeks is too long. After sitting for eight hours, three weeks. Three weeks is way too long. You know, so three weeks is the maximum. Mm -hmm. Take them off. Have a break at least for another month or so. You know, in actual fact, braids should be a treat, you know. Like you, you remember I once said, you know, if you love chocolate, it, if you want to eat chocolate, let it be a treat. Same thing with braiding. A braid should be a treat. Cause what we try to do is we hide our hair so much, the damage that we have done, and we want to just put cream on top, you know, and it's the very same cream that is damaging our hair. So braiding three weeks is too much. But also, if you feel like because of my budget, I just want to get real. Because of my budget, I cannot braid for three weeks and then take it off go to the salon and wash your hair while you have your braids on the salon can do it for of you of course we do it and how do you keep it fresh how do you keep those braids fresh what do you put in there okay first of all washing and then and they are a uh, sprays they dry wash they call them dry wash they are available do we have retail, we have professional sprays. Personally, I love buying a professional product because I get advice from my hairdresser who will tell me how to use it, the ingredients that are on that uh, bottle and how long it would last, you know. So rather than going to a retail and buying from a retail and besides when you're buying exclusive products from the salon, you're actually supporting a small business. Halala. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yes, uh, so you can, you can go to the salon, uh, Every seventh day and wash it Or even you can wash at home Get a good shampoo and a good conditioner Wash your braids at home And then have a dry um, a, a dry shampooing spray Where you can just spray And then it kills the bacteria And also it removes the build up of uh, a product And also just to look um, a Different Almost every weekend You can style your braids as long as there's not too much pulling As long as there's not too much mm. pulling Then there's the natural hair 
the natural hair. My ne? favorite, yeah. Is it's your favorite, Mara? The natural hair is is a problem because it's high maintenance for a lot of us. Like for me, it is high maintenance because I'm afraid of that afro comb, and my hair is thick, y'all. I've got that real kafarar. That you know? and when it is un unbraided and um untreated when it's got no relaxer mm-hmm. those curls are stressed out and they stress me out so what does one do with their natural hair well most of people they say maintaining natural hair is difficult i don't find personally i don't find it definitely uh, difficult i find it fun but also on on the downside sometimes when i look at the mirror i feel like i look like a boy <laughs> you know, so that's that is the only thing but which is why earrings are important to exactly, us African and, girls. You know. Um but it's not a bad thing. I look like my dad and my dad was quite handsome. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Holla daddy. <laughs> okay. Daddy's but, girl. Um yeah, definitely. But uh Afro hair, you remember you don't necessarily need to comb it all the time. You know, you don't, and there are ways and there are combs that are made to comb Afro hair. Also, there are sprays. There are detangling sprays. I mean, there's a spray. I'm not going to mention the brand, but there's a spray called 25 Miracle Milk. It's amazing. It's, it's salon exclusive. It's amazing. It's detangles your hair. It moistures the hair. So by the time you use that Afro hair, everything just goes and it <laughs> defines your curl as well. So there are products that makes uh, maintaining, um, Afro hair an easy, an easy job. So when I was younger, mm-hmm. I was that girl. Sunday was the most traumatizing day in the history of the week. Yeah. Okay. Because Sunday afternoon, you're sitting there between your mother's thighs, ne? with that comb, mm. with that comb, combing you out. And she used to use this thing, and I, I don't even remember now, in a blue thing. Hair glow, hair glow, right? That used to, like, make your hair soft, but it never used to make your hair soft enough. Yeah. So these detanglers has hair care for African hair moved enough. Because when I was that little girl, it was many, 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 many years ago. Has it moved enough to a place where it's not that painful anymore? Because that's why a lot of women will then relax their hair. That's why a lot of women will relax their children's hair. Because you can't handle a screaming child as you're busy combing out those curls. You see, unfortunately, our lives, as in in general, uh, media plays a big role in in, in the decisions that we make uh, concerning our looks, concerning our hair. If the relaxer is an in thing and it's been put on billboards and TVs and talked about on radios and the celebrities are wearing relaxed hair and everybody will go the direction. If there is Pam, everybody that will go the direction. And then it's natural, everybody's going the that direction. Back in yeah. the whip. Big way in Jobek. But you must remember that uh, having a natural hair is not going natural. You are retaining natural because that's why it started. You are natural. So you're not going. So most of the time, ladies say, I'm going natural. No, you're not. You are retaining to your roots. You're retaining natural. But then talking about products, again, products, they manufacture and they market according to what is on the season, what is the in, you know. So now what have happened is that you get exclusive brands that are really investing into developing good products for natural hair. Not only good products, but they're also uh, investing in educating the hairdressers. Because now if you're a salon, 
and you only specialize in, let's say, braiding, weaves, and a relaxer, you're going to run out of business, especially this week. <laughs> now, everybody wants to go after to, pro- to prove a point. <laughs> so you need to know, you need to be a hairdresser who knows how to take care of natural hair. Yes, uh, the, 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 the natural hair product has evolved. It has, uh, it, it, it has, it has, um, um, become better. It has become better. And uh, there are two brands, I'm not going to mention them again, that are really doing a great job in taking care of uh, natural hair. I mean, now you have a shampoo that is specifically for natural hair because natural hair has a tendency of not retaining moisture because it's coily or curly or too wavy. So wherever it's curled, it, the cuticle will open. So it doesn't retain moisture as much as a uh, straight hair. For example, so now you have a product, a, a shampoo and a conditioner. You have a, um, a spray that makes sure that natural hair retains moisture and it's, it's a deep moisturizing. So it has the only thing now that is left it for us as hairdressers to actually go out there and, and uh, educate our market, educate our clients to go to listen. It's not as difficult as you think to take care of your natural hair. And natural hair is beautiful. I can hear it is your first love. It is. Natural hair. Mm. What about dreadlocks? Well, dreadlocks still falls under natural hair. Okay. And the thing with dreadlocks is it comes a long way. You know, if there was a long service awards, dreadlocks <laughs> should get one. <laughs> it comes a really, really long way. I remember when I was in church, I'm a church girl, by the way. I remember I was in Hallelujah. church. <laughs> When I was in church, our pastor, if you come, if you come with a visitor and she's, oh, he is wearing a, a dreadlocks, so it's like, okay, you know, that was, that was my mother used to say. I had dreadlocks for a very long time. And my mother, when I started my dreadlocks, with the, her worst thing would be, you know, for, for her, dreadlocks were then either we rasta, yeah. Or isango. Yeah. So you must choose quickly and tell us all which one you are. Yeah. And unfortunately, that was a perception about dreadlocks and that they are unclean and they were never allowed in schools and and there was no proper care for dreadlocks, you know. So hence I'm saying they come a long way. And then thank the Lord, some brand took an initiative, you know, oh, we know who. I'm going to give him, I'm going to give him his two double stones. Yes. Set up. <laughs> there was a time when you yes. couldn't do anything with yeah. your dreadlocks if mm. it wasn't jabu stone. Yes. It's, so he gets a shout he, out. He, he came into the industry and actually cleaned up the industry. He want, he, he made everybody to want a dreadlocks. Now, nowadays we see ladies with long, 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 long dreadlocks up to their knees, which is a proof that yes, an African girl does have long hair because <laughs> you know? we always think oh, our hair can grow up to what three centimeters <laughs> and that's a lie that is a lie the reason why our hair it's it's gross but it breaks so we gain we gain one centimeter and lose five centimeters <laughs> because of chemicals you know so dreadlocks is a true testimony that yes we do have hair only if we could t- take a better care of it so taking better care of the dreadlocks mm. what does that what does that look like what does that mean so how do you how do you not become the sangoma dreadlock type okay uh, taking better hair off your dreadlocks or even natural hair Okay, let me stick to dreadlocks. It's really up to you. You know, whether you look like a sangoma, you you have a right to. You know, like, (laughs) 
if if you feel like that is the look you want to go with, then it's okay. But okay, let, let's everybody's got a right. <laughs> everybody's got a right. But let's come back to the salon. To take care of your dreadlocks, the, I love dreadlocks line. They're loyal. They're smart. You know, you have to come to the salon at least once a month. So we'll wash your, <laughs> we'll wash your dreadlocks. We'll retwist it. And uh, we'll style you because nowadays the styling of dreadlocks is a big thing né, for ladies, and it's 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 neat, you know. Again, it's a choice if you want to style it or not. Uh, but you have to come to the salon uh, for a wash, a scalp treatment, very important because dreadlocks is a lot of pulling, especially when you're twisting and uh, treating. It's a lot of pulling. Yes, you can lose your hairline through dreadlocks, especially if you and your hairdresser you don't communicate. You can lose your hairline yes, with your dreadlocks. Yes. I thought the hairline loss was um, only, only, only dedicated to um, the braiding and the weaves. And the weaves. Keeping it real on cliffcentral.com. I think everybody thinks weaves are going to get <laughs> lose your hairline when you've got weaves. So dreadlocks can also lose your Yes. Make you lose your hairline. Anything that you remember, hairline is the the most fragile hair you have on your head, you know. So anything that will pull it and twist it, it's going to affect it, you know. And you will, with dreadlocks, check uh, the dreadlocks clients, and they check people who have dreadlocks, they are hairline also. So you have to have a good hairdresser who will know when not to style you and when to style you. My favorite um, person with dreadlocks and a conked out hairline is Stevie Wonder. But he can't see. <laughs> he can't see what his what his hairdresser has done. Can't believe it. <laughs> I know in his Stevie Wonder's hairline. I'm just like, guy, it's time to get rid of the dreadlocks. But he can't see his dreadlocks, so he can't see what they look like. Yeah, so. which is a proof that you can lose hairline with, with your dreadlocks. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna take a break. Hold to, hold on to that thought. I am a South African. I carry the hopes and dreams of my country and the generations to come. I know that it's not where I come from, but where I'm going to that really matters. At Sibanye, we believe the future of our country will be defined by our actions today, which is why we are committed to the development of our leaders. Sibanye, we are one. Visit us on sibanyegold.co.za. This is cliffcentral.com. Simply because we're celebrating here. Uh, Michelle Degocello, one of my old school favorites, dreadlocks. Because we're talking about dreadlocks, we're talking about afros, we're talking about weaves, we're talking about black girl hair, because who isn't this week? <laughs> this is the only place here on Cliff Central where you're going to ha- actually hear black girls talking about black girl hair. We're really doing it. We're talking about how to take care of your hair, how to take care of your hairline. Thank you. Before we went on that break, mm-hmm. you're saying so. Talk to your hairdresser. Don't let that person pull that hair too much. Come to the hairdresser often. Because that's the other perception. The perception is when you've got dreadlocks, you don't need to go to the hair salon all the time. You do. Especially when you have dreadlocks. You know, you, you need to trim them. You need to do hot, uh, hot oil treatment. You need to twist them. You need to make them look sexy, if I may say. You, you need to look good in those locks. 
Then there's the ever, ever, ever contentious. And there were some guys on Monday, I think, that that were on the receiving end of a bad streak on black Twitter about weaves. So weaves are a contentious issue. Yeah, they are. But you know what is my take? There is no one look girl. I have a right to be dynamic. Today I can look like Afro. Tomorrow I can look like a weave. If I want to, I can implant human dreadlocks. Halala. Cut them. Go back to my Afro. Wear a weave. You know, we live, we live in the dynamic community. I can be whoever I want to be. No one has a right to tell me I can't wear a weave. As much as no one has a right to tell me I cannot go with my Afro. Yeah. So let's talk about taking care of the weaves. Mm First of all, let's start with types of weaves. I'm so like, I wish I could get into it, but there's so many weaves on the market. And then I'm always worried that I'm going to buy this weave and then it's going to be the wrong weave. I'm going to be in the sun and it's going to kink up and it's going to look like a skirpot. Yeah, it's going to get technical. So how does one choose the right weave? How do you know that this is the right weave, you know, is the right, and it's not like some synthetic hair that's not going to last very long in the sun. How does Mm. one know that this weave that I'm buying here is good quality weave? Okay. This um, 100% human hair weave, which is a mixture of something synthetic and some human hair. Those weaves, they, they're affordable. You know, they, usually they're not more than 450 rands. They're affordable. And, uh, they are 100% human weaves, which is your Peruvian, your Brazilian, your Indian. And then within those weaves, they, they are grades. There is a, a five grade. There is a six grade. There's a seven A. And lately there's a nine, which is the, the highest grade. So what you need to do is you need to fill the cuticle. So you need to rub against the cuticle to feel if this is a quality wave. And if you can feel the texture of the cuticle, then you must know, but not too much, because if it's too much, then the hair is damaged. But if you can feel the texture of the cuticle, then you must know that that is a quality hair. And also you need to smell it. Because they put this hair under chemicals to clean them, to process them. If it smells like fritos, don't go for that hair. It's, it's over-processed. <laughs> okay. It, it's over-processed. But it, it, as I'm saying, it's, it's, it's just way too technical. You know, mm-hmm. some people, they say this is how you check it. But also, there's Mr. Google. Google it and see how to... um differentiate a good weave and a, 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 a poor quality weave. And also make sure that the weave at least matches the color of your hair. You cannot wear a maroon weave with a, a black hair. That's it, just not going to work unless you have an ombre where you want to be black on top and maroon at the bottom, you know, but make sure that it matches. If I'm going maroon, at least let me put a maroon color on my hair so that I look natural. I look like it's my hair because there is nothing frustrating than a person wearing a wave and you can see what this person looks like a Barbie. <laughs> you know, it's, it is so fake. Let make it look. You remember when we were growing up, how we used to think American girls have wearing long the, hair. Exactly. It's because they know how to install that weave They're properly. Speaking of installing yeah. the weave <laughs> properly, let's just talk about installing the weave properly so that you don't lose your hairline. Again, we need to com- we need to communicate with our hairdressers. No glue. Because some hairdressers, they put glue on your hairline 
you know, anything that sticks is going to pick that hairline off. So don't use glue on your hairline. It doesn't matter what your hairdresser down Johannesburg says. Do not use glue on that hairline. No pulling. Do not, uh, you know, it's always better to leave hair so that it blends with your weave than to plait everything in. Of course, there are people who want to do the, the closure or wants to cover up. Most of the time, people who want to cover up are people who have already damaged their hairline. <laughs> You know, and that's not a solution. You know, putting a weave on top of damaged hairline is not a solution. You're just feathering the problem. Um, but no pulling. Make sure to don't pull. And also, again, like braiding, you cannot wear a weave for three months. That is too much for the hair to handle. Because the plaiting of the hair is it's it's a physical abuse of the hair at its best. You know, so three weeks is more than enough. You know, and also treat treat your scalp. So again, back to the hair salon. Back to the hair salon, that's how we make money. So how do you, so now you've, you, you, you've spoken with your hairdresser, you, you're not pulling that hair, whatever type of hair you're using. Let's talk about fixing damaged hair. If, how do you, how do you fix? How do you repair hair that has already been damaged? I'm listening to the show today and I'm like, oh dear, I've already damaged my hair and now I want to go back. Can you go back or are you doomed? Are we talking about the hair or the hairline? Both hair and And hairline. hairline. Okay, let's start talking about the hair first. Yes, you can fix damaged hair. There are good products that can fix damaged hair because most of the time when the hair is damaged, it's either it's dry and breaking or it's breaking and the reason why a hair will break it's because the elasticity is gone it has low elasticity and if it's dry it's because there's something we call uh, inside the hair and i'm talking about the physiology of the hair intercellular bond intercellular bond it's what bonds the cuticle the cortex and the cortical cells together and if the hair is damaged, it's because of that. It's like a cement. You know, when you're building the house, you put the cement in, in between. It evaporates you know, because of chemical relaxers uh, and everything else. So it evaporates. Once that cement is gone, the hair will get dry and then it will start breaking. Fortunately for us, there are cosmetic products that has... Um, Put the artificial intercellular cement into a bottle and most of the time they call it a ceramides. Okay. Or lipidium. So what do you do when you go to the salon? You ask for a lipidium treatment or ceramide treatment. They do that. So then it injects the artificial intercellular cement into your fiber until the next wash. You know, until eventually the hair is able to repair itself. Mm-hmm. And then the damage, uh, so basically treatment. Treat your hair, treat your hair, treat your hair, treat your hair. And again, talk to your hairdresser and let your hairdresser talk to you. And then the damage um, hairline, it depends what degree of damage uh, it is. If the hairline, if your hairline now looks like your face, a hairdresser is not the appropriate person to go to. Now you need to go to a clinic, a, hol- a hair loss clinic, to a hair loss specialist. Because now they need to deal uh, with you from inside out. They need to give you special shampoos and special conditioners. You need to get a special massage to stimulate uh, your your hair pauses or your skin pauses again um yeah so a hairdresser is not the correct person once your hairline looks like your face so there are products who are claiming that they bring back your hairline once the those pauses are closed nothing will open it you can go and do implant maybe you know uh, 
but there are hairlines that you can still see a little bit of yeah, fiber. Yeah, there's still some hair there. Yeah, that can still be, you know, worked on. Because what you can do is we just um, encourage the hair, whatever is left, to grow and, and be thicker. And yes, there are products who work on that to encourage the hair to grow and be thicker, the elasticity. And then the hair, as it grows and becomes thicker, it closes the gaps in between. And what about people who have thin hair? Is there anything you can do? Or are they just, it's like those thin people you see who, whatever they eat, they never get fat. Does it also do that? <laughs> Shangi, this is a real question. And this is a deep-seated question for me, you know? Yes, there are people who are born with a, um, a thin hair, fine hair. Because, like, hair comes in fine, it comes in medium, and then it comes in coarse. So there are people who are born with fine hair. Nothing wrong with that, you know. And there are products for fine hair that gives a volume to fine hair that protects fine hair. Even with the relaxers, there are relaxers that are specially manufactured for fine hair so that they don't get overprocessed. Yo, you know, as you are saying all of these things, you've got to talk to the hairdresser. You've got to you ask all these questions. You've got to talk to your hairdresser. I am just thinking... About the number of hair salons, mm-hmm. you know, where we grew, where, where I'm from, at least, there are practically hair salons at every corner. So how do I know that this person here in this hair salon is the kind of hairdresser that's had like the full experience. It's not just the person who's saying it's kupuse relaxa, echali paka, and then read the back and mm. now has a hair salon. Because this is a thing. This is a thing. People yeah. like that exist. Yeah. Yeah. So how do I know? And is I, there some kind of accreditation? Is there some kind of something that people... I, I love your question. I love that question. Okay. Uh, the salon industry has been perceived as a, an industry for survival. You know, it, it has been perceived as if like, if you, you don't have anything better to do with your life, you can have a salon. If you can't do you anything know, else. If you can't do anything. And, and that, unfortunately, this is a wrong perception about the industry. You know, and in a way that when people are looking at us as hairdressers, they ask you, Jane, I thought you were a graphic designer. Now hair salon. That's what my mom said to me. But <laughs> <laughs> That's what every mother says. Like, what will that degree? Really? Salon. <laughs> exactly. You know, but how do you know if I'm stepping into a right salon? Because most of the time is ladies Oh, guys, we get nervous when you go into the salon because you don't know if uh, what you want you will get, if they won't damage your hair. First of all, when you get to the salon, the way they receive you counts a lot. You know, you get people that you have to walk to and ask and they still give you like, what are you doing here? A kind of attitude. Yes. A fail cake. Exactly. They look you up and down. They first. look you, thank you. They look <laughs> you up and down. Number two, um, is the salon, uh, an answer to what I want, the image, the feel and look. I'm not talking about the expensive feel and look. Is it clean enough? Are that, those towels? Are those towels washed? Washed. You know, or they were sun dried. You know, that's number two. Number three, is this person interested in listening to me? Because most of the time we go to the salon frustrated, not knowing what to do. Is this person in listening to me? Is she consulting with me or he consulting with me? Uh, is she doing an, any analysis on diagnosis on my hair and scalp? You know, that also counts a lot. Because remember, when you go and buy your wine, most of the time you, you ask 
someone from the shop to say, I'm having a braai this weekend and I'm going to be having a takey. What goes with takey? It's the same thing with the salon. You know, you have to have your consultation. You have to have your hair analyzed. So that is when you know what I'm, I'm, I'm at the right place. And also the conversations that you have with your hairdresser. If your conv- the conversation is around taking care of your hair, the advice, the hair product that should be used, then that person is a professional good hairdresser. But if the conversation is around the boyfriends, you know, and uh, everything and else in generation. <laughs> <laughs> exactly you know then this is a problem and also when you go to the back bar which is the shampoo area the treatment they give you there is it quiet is it relaxed because now you need to get that spa feeling and am, am i getting a massage you know you don't you, you get hairdressers or stylists who go to the back bar and say like hey Mzala! you know at the back bar at the back bar this is where you should be closing your eyes and relaxing so it's the little things hairdressers out there that counts that because I always say that at the salon, we don't sell services. We don't sell hairstyles. We don't sell relaxers. We don't sell shampoos. We sell emotions. We sell experience. We make people pay for the experience that we're giving them. You know, So that 80 rands you are charging, you're actually selling an experience. So what kind of experience are you, are, are, are you giving your client? I even tell my hairdressers at the salon, even at the college at L'Oreal, that, okay, see, you need to plan what kind of emotions, what kind of, 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 of experience I want my clients to have today. So write it down, plan it, you know, cause that's what we're selling. So once you give a client a, a good experience, good emotion, you have a right or you are in control of charging whatever you want to charge. So you can move uh, from 80 rand relaxer to 500 rand relaxer. And I get people who say, you know what, thank you. I'll, even if it was a thousand rand, I'll still pay. Mm, so it's about that emotion. It's about the emotion. It's about the experience. You know, what I also get from you is I get passion. Yes. A passion for, for the hair. And a passion for the experience that you're giving. So, uh, you, you, so you went from, and this is a, a whole other conversation with only eight minutes left. I'm just going to very quickly say this. So you went from having a degree in graphic design and being in advertising and doing all of these amazing, wonderful things mm-hmm. to being a salon owner. And now you are a hair loss specialist and you're I'm actually studying, a yes. teacher. Y- yes. You're and I'm an educator. Teaching. Yes. People who want to be hairdressers. Very quickly, what is it that makes you so incredibly passionate about good hair? You know, I was not always this passionate about hair. I grew up cutting my hair. So really, I was not interested in hair until I got introduced um, to hairdressing years ago. Still, I was not as passionate until I went to L'Oreal. Uh, the institute name. When I got there, I couldn't. I, when I, I asked them, was, "Can you really train a person who knows nothing about hair?" And they're like, "Yeah, like g- give us a year, we'll we'll do it." When that was done, it was like I was born again. You know, when you feel like oh, I never knew this existed. <laughs> and then they gave me an opportunity of becoming a trainer. That is where I saw my life just unrolling in front of me. I realized that I have passion for hair. I have passion for for education. I have passion for actually changing someone's life, giving them a proper skill. And also I realized there's so much niche in this 
industry, the beauty industry, in terms of education, in terms of running a proper professional salon. People are actually, I mean, so many people now they becoming middle class, you know, they can afford. And I mean, to go to the hair salon more than once every three months. We, we get people who come to the salon every week. You know, and it's because of the relationships that we form with them. Some of them you can see with she's not here for the nails or hair. She's here for us. <laughs> you know. So yeah, I, I I think like being exposed to education and to see how much of a change I, I can be part of in the industry really bends me up. Wow. Yeah. So before we say goodbye, you are the owner of Ginger Genetics. Yes. Which is uh, Ginger Genetics is a, a, a hair and beauty salon. It's in Eastern Mall in Boxback, opposite Capitol. <laughs> <laughs> advertise. Advertise uh, and advertise. Yes, so we do everything. Genetics, and there you do all types of hair. All types of hair, everything, including nails. It's- so it's called ginger genetics, not just because you look after red hair. <laughs> um, not because I look after red hair, but because I love people with red hair. You know, those little kids with red hair. I love it. So this is why it's, but anyway, I wanted the, 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 the brand to be accommodative to everybody. And then we have another one. in. And you do black hair and white hair. Yes, I do ethnic hair and Caucasian hair. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> Ethnic and Caucasian Get the terminology but guys, right Guys, hair is hair <laughs> Hair is 85 protein And uh, about 12% water So hair is hair It doesn't matter whether it's Caucasian or ethnic And then in Pittsburgh, We specialize in uh, natural hair And the, the hair salon in Pittsburgh is called? It's called Afrogem mm-hmm. uh, We specialize only We do no relaxers We do no nails Everything is about natural, natural. We even say it's nagegelubusleba komendal. So yes, so we look after your natural. Yeah, beauty. we look after your natural beauty. Wonderful. And your handles, your social media handles, Ginger Genetics, and on Instagram, on Twitter, and on Facebook. Okay, on Facebook is a Ginger Genetics Salon. On uh, Instagram is Ginger Genetics. And then on Twitter is G, Twitter is complicated, man. <laughs> it's Ginger Jen at Ginger Gen X really? with an X at the end. And also my personal, uh, handle, it's Lengi Hans Ngidi. Lengi Hans Ngidi. She's amazing. She's amazing, 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 amazing. Um, when I met you, I was just like, this girl is so crazy about hair. <laughs> and yesterday when I thought I need to have a conversation about hair, yeah. and this is the thing for me about living your passion and living is the only person I could think of that I could have this conversation with was you. So thank you very much for taking no, thank my call you. Thank you very and much. coming through. One last thing before we go. If there are three things, three things about maintaining looking after your natural hair or your hairline, what should everybody remember if they don't remember anything else we talked about here today? Treatment, at least once a month. Don't plait for more than unnecessarily. And uh, please, no pulling. Talk to your hairdresser. Hairdressers, please talk to your your, your clients and please don't pull their hairline. <laughs> don't pull their hairline. I'm Pumi Mashiko. We've been chatting about hair because everybody's chatting about hair. We are on Womanda. I'm back again next week when we're in full swing. Yes, spring. This is CliffCentral.com.